Hey everybody, welcome to the Proven Progress Podcast. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode today as we talk about current events with the good old coronavirus raging. Um, Just yesterday we got word that we're closing all Alberta schools. And, you know, I think that really was kind of just this hit that made everything real for us. I know it made it real for me. Um... Because up until up until that point, I hadn't even um, researched what the coronavirus was, um, the seriousness of it, like anything. Um, I definitely, you know, kind of overheard conversations in the news. I understood that there was no toilet paper in grocery stores, um, but I didn't quite... Um, dive into what, what it was all about and what was going on until I heard that schools was closed. And for me, I very much don't like to panic or make decisions until something um, is kind of real. And in that making it real, then I started doing my research and, and figuring out, okay, how does this thing impact me? Um, and what do I need to do for my family? How does it impact um, my community, people around me? Because the thing is, is, is I like to really try to center and, and focus on what I can control and what is around me. And when I focus on what I can control, I tend to live a happier <laughs> life that is um, free of unnecessary anxiety. And, you know, while anxiety is, a, is a, an emotion that we feel um, that's really based on fear and sometimes it is necessary you know when we're in a situation where we need to pay attention because something is really important to us when something could be life-threatening all these different things um so once that anxiety of hit it that was like okay school is now closing um then i started paying attention and, and got to work and so that's an example of how anxiety can be a good thing because I used it to now research, now I know how to better protect my family and um, how I need to also behave in the community. Because a lot of times I am very irresponsible when it comes to that. I don't follow the news. Um, I don't keep up on current events. A lot of times I just gotta got my head down and I'm working on what I'm working on. And I think the thing that we need to remember is that we all also have community responsibility in this. Um, So my anxiety also helped me get up to speed on my community responsibility of what I need to be doing um, so that I am also not passing this thing on to others if I happened to contract it, you know? Um, So I guess the thing is, is that while we are in this time of uncertainty and while we are kind of stressed, you know, we might be stressed, we might be angry, we might think it's silly, we might play it off like it's nothing. Um, It's very important to kind of have compassion for ourselves and understand what's going on in our brain that's making us react this way, do the things, do the things that, that we're doing, you know, like, all of a sudden, you know, you can't, like, last night, uh, my wife was in the grocery store, and there was literally, like, no bread, there was no milk, eggs, toilet paper, like, hand sanitizer, nothing, Um, and the thing is, is that when a big event like this happens, people literally get hijacked by their subconscious 
mind. We are hardwired to survive as human beings. And the thing is, is that while we have conscious thought and while we can use logic, we also have a huge component of our brain that we don't even have access to. And that's our subconscious mind. It is evolution. It is programming. It is all kinds of these fight or flight responses that we don't have control over. And so I guess in an essence, what I, why I say that and why I think that that's important to know is that we need to try to regain control back before we make decisions. Okay. When we are in a mode of fight or flight, when we are so tied up in our fear and so tied up in our unconscious mind, when we make decisions from that place, typically they're not the right decisions. They're, they're decisions from fear, they're decisions from panic, and a lot of times when we decide that, we like to be stubborn with ourselves and we say, well, no, we've already made that decision and we're holding to it. And so like this could be a decision of, I'm not going outside until this is over. It could be a decision of, um, you know what, this thing, like, I'm either going to get it or I'm not. I'm just living my day-to-day life like it's nothing. And and that that sounds like a decision that I would make. I'm just not going to let this affect me. Um, that's a, definitely a decision I made a week ago. But that decision doesn't serve me anymore. Okay? And so the thing is that this is an evolving situation. It is going to continually, rapidly change as... As this pandemic evolves, as more and more cases come out of the woodwork, as we start to realize that this is more serious than any of us anticipated. Um, And I think that that the way our government is treating what's going on right now, I think that that is um, a bit of an indication that things can get very, very serious. I don't think that our government would have chosen to close schools just for fun. And it's definitely not because they just hate education. You know, I think that we also need to have the belief that every human being right now is doing the best they can with what they have. And that's what our government's doing. You know, they're doing the best that they can with what they have. And regardless of your political beliefs, um, we're not in the middle of an election. So we're not going to be um, changing who our government is. And the the thing is, is that we as families, we as individuals, we have to also do the best we can with what we have. And so while we're doing that, and while we are in this situation of crises, we need to stop and slow down and breathe. Okay, and that sounds a little bit cliche. But the thing is, is that when we stop, and this is in a podcast somewhere, um, if you listen to all my stuff, it's going to be repetitive to you. But Take six, calm the circuits, okay? Six deep breaths literally changes the blood flow chemistry in your brain away from fight or flight and back to the parasympathetic nervous system, a state of relaxation where you can make sound good decisions, okay? Because a decision made from fear is never the right decision, Okay. And so, you know what? Writing down, writing down pro and cons list, writing down a risk and reward list, like writing down negative implications lists, like all these things, all of those things, when we write them down, we are using 
as they flow out onto the paper, that is our subconscious mind, that's our emotional mind, and as we read them back and, and analyze those, then we're able to use our logical thinking mind, okay? And so anybody who is running a business right now has big decisions to make. You know, anybody who's running a daycare right now, a daycare center that's um, not a center, but just like a day home where it's a small group of people, right? The government didn't say that we had to shut those down, but they, they have to make a decision. If you're a parent, if you're a parent with kids, that's a leadership role. You're making decisions as to what your family is and isn't going to do, um, who's going to do what, how they're going to do it. All of those things are decisions. And so while you are trying to keep your family safe, I also want to help you keep your family and your team and your colleagues and everyone sane. (laughs) Because you know what, if we're not sane, then what are we? You know, if we are so incredibly miserable because we've been isolating ourselves for 14 days, if we've been cutting ourselves off from the world, um, that causes a whole nother set of problems. So, you know what, when you're feeling worried, when you're feeling alone, when you're feeling like you can't go out and and have coffee with anybody, you can't talk to anybody, you know what? Hop on FaceTime. Even though if that seems awkward and uncomfortable and something that you typically wouldn't do with a friend or something you typically wouldn't do for a business meeting, you know what? Stick your stick your neck out there and do it. You know what? If we can if we can do some FaceTime calls, go for a walk, go outside. Look off into the distance. You know, just exercise some different muscles in your eyes and your brain. That's something that can really change the chemistry of your brain is just going for a walk and looking a further distance than your computer screen or looking a further distance than your phone or the TV. That actually changes the neurochemistry of your brain significant amounts and we don't even realize those things. So I don't want I don't want people to... Um, also come out the other side of this with weaker relationships you know when we're when we're so anxious and stressed that our children are you know what like holy cow like when times get scary when times get scary like this is what happens and I also need to be scared because because we remember that our kids are more emotionally intelligent than they are logically intelligent they can sense everything that's going on So we need to take some deep breaths, choose to be calm, choose to have, you know what, look on the bright side. See what good can come out of this. If you can't go to work or if you can't send your kids to childcare and you have to stay home with them, how are you going to make that really, really great time? How are you going to capitalize on that time? Because yes, you might not be able to go to work and make money. But I can tell you one thing, and, and this was a huge revelation for me in my own life, and this is, this is something that um, I still have to remind myself of. All of the money that I make in my business is in an effort to improve my family my, and the quality of our family's life. That's that's it. Like when when I say why do I want to make money? It's because you know what? I want to be able to buy my kids cool toys. I want to be able to buy them a new bike. I want to take my kids on a holiday. I want to spoil my wife. I want like everything that I want money for 
is I will use that money to gain love and connection with my family. And so the very interesting thing, the very interesting thing is that I can gain love and connection with my family without any money. I do not need money to gain love and connection with my family. I can do that by sitting down and having a heartfelt conversation with them. I can do that by playing a board game that already exists in our basement with them. It doesn't have to be a new board game. <laughs> there's there's all kinds of those things. You know, we don't have a brand new pack of coloring crayons, but we've got a jumbled box of a bunch of broken ones that we can still color a picture with. You know, last night my kids and and I we made this giant car out of a box and they thought it was the coolest thing ever. And it was just a bunch of junk that we had in the garage. So the thing is is that if you are incredibly stressed because you're not going to get paid while this pandemic is happening. Remember why you're making money. Okay? And yes, a bit of that is survival. Yes, it is. Absolutely. A bit of it is like, I need to pay the mortgage on this house. I need to be able to buy these groceries. And I have total faith in our government and in our system that anybody who is in that situation we will be helped. I believe that. I have faith that everyone who desperately needs the help to survive will will get help. You know, even like I live in Copperwood and the Copperwood Circle already has tons of people who are doing all kinds of community things. I typically don't go on Facebook enough to to um, see what's going on, but my wife told me, <laughs> you know, that there's people they're they're doing, you know, how can we pull together as a community to help out those people in need? Because you know what? That's what's incredible about this. While it's a very isolating event, I think that this is something that is going to unify our globe so much. And it helps us all understand that, you know what, we are all people and we are all human beings. And no amount of money, no amount of money will protect you from this virus. <laughs> and it's this when you think of everything you want, the the social status, the economics, the new car, the house, all of those material things that you might be busting your butt for, none of those will protect you from this virus. None of those will make you superhuman. And probably the search, the quest for those things, the quest for those material things is in some effort to produce some kind of emotion in your life. It is everything we do, we do to create some kind of an emotion in our life. And when we stop and look back, or we stop and slow down, we can figure out what those emotions are. We can figure out why we're really trying to do what we're doing. And I think, I think that this pandemic is a fantastic opportunity, it is an opportunity for all of us to slow down and remember why. To slow down and remember who. Who is the most important people in our life and what is the most important? Because to me, I if I wasn't allowed to go to work, which I'm self-employed so I can, you know, kind of work from home or do do whatever, but ultimately, you know, if we're in a situation where like we can't go to work because the world shut down, as my wife would say, um, when we are in that situation and the ability to make an income the way that we have predicted is severed, 
we have to slow down and take a look around us because ultimately I would much rather lose my house than lose a loved one. I would much rather declare bankruptcy than see my kids lose their grandparents. I would much rather have to go to the food bank than know that since I continued working, one of my neighbor's moms passed away. And those are the things that sometimes when we get caught up, when we get caught up in the natural, everyday, day-to-day, how is this impacting me? How is this impacting my life? How is this impacting my finances? When we, when we are thinking in that realm, we are thinking from fear of how am I going to survive? How am I going to thrive? And we start to forget that we share this world with a lot of people. <laughs> and we also forget that we are a social species. We are a community of people. And there's all kinds of brain science that helps us understand and supports the fact that when we help other people, we get chemically rewarded for it in our brain. We are designed to work together as a community. And so when we only consider ourselves, we don't get any rewards for that. We have to rely on other chemicals like alcohol or drugs or the dopamine we get from scrolling through Instagram. We have to rely on those other things to provide those chemicals that we would get from helping out somebody else in our community. So in this time of chaos, try to be strong for your family. Try to get yourself out of fear and breathe and try to remember the bigger picture. Try to be smart, not scared, you know, because fear and scarcity typically drive really bad decisions, but we can be educated and we can use logic and we can listen to what the health minister has to say and we can we can listen to, choose to watch and listen and observe government regulated information that is accurate um, instead of following Facebook and, and just getting caught up in the panic. Um, we can... We can choose to be educated and we can be smart, not scared. Because we can use our intelligence to beat this thing. And, and I think that that's what we will prevail to do. We are the most intelligent form of creation on this planet for a reason. Um, and we are also designed to evolve and survive. So it's really interesting how both of those things kind of conjoin together. And it produces the panic, which produces attention. You know what, if, if this thing didn't have as much attention as it had right now, more people would die. And that's just a fact. More people would have it, more people would die. So that's where you can really see how anxiety is a useful emotion. And we've used it. We have used our panic. We have used our anxiety to draw our attention to this huge issue. So now that our attention is on it, we need to not stay there. 
okay? We don't need to stay in panic. We don't need to stay in anxiety. We've used it. The anxiety has been used up and it is no longer serving us. So we use the anxiety, we get educated, we use our attention. Now we can be smart, not scared. So I hope that makes sense for you guys out there. I, I really want to be um, here for anyone who is struggling emotionally through this time. Who, you know what, I couldn't imagine couldn't imagine being a single parent in a time like this. You know, my wife and I, we talk back and forth just incessantly about the right decisions for our kids and whether we should tell them, you know, my, my twins are only five. And so, you know, they know something's up. They're not going to school. Um, they can hear the weight of the conversations, right? My older kids, they, they know what's going on from school. But even that conversation of, of who would you have that with? You know, I, I hope that a single parent out there has a, has a mom or a good friend or someone that they can lend an ear to, to, to make those kind of decisions of what's right. And, and even in the sense of what should, how much information should we be giving our children right now? So, what I want to to just offer to anyone in need is reach out to me via email, um, info at bonnieprovincial.com. You can go to bonnieprovincial.com. There's, you know, all my contact information is there. I would be more than happy to hop on a conversation with somebody just to help them and guide them through this difficult time. So if, if you need that or if you know somebody who just really needs that, um, please give them my email um, and my contact information because I think that the more we can pull together as a community and help each other through this time, the more we this the more strong we're gonna be as individuals, the stronger we're gonna be as a community and as a, as a whole entire globe. So with that, you know what, I hope everybody is still making progress in their life and if progress with work and school has come to a screeching halt, Make progress in your relationships. Make progress with your kids, with this new opportunity that you have of them staying home. Make progress with your marriage. Make progress with the relationship with yourself. You know what? Read a great book. Read a book. Oh my gosh, I could recommend so many. Um, The Four Agreements is an incredible book. Right now I'm reading the Book of Joy and Scattered Minds. (laughs) And I've got three more on the way. I just, I can't stress enough that while our daily routine is interrupted, we can still find ways to make progress. Because as Tony Robbins says it himself, progress equals happiness. We need to grow or we feel like we're dying. We can't stay stuck. We always want to be learning new information and growing ourselves. So please continue to make progress. And in the meantime, check out my Facebook and Instagram and we will check in with you in about a week. Take care.